Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the SEC Insider Hit, presented by your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. Go local. Go with a home team. All right, we're not going to let you know what Steve Robertson said about the Masters in Augusta National when we called him to have him on the show. But uh, we will talk Hell State sports with Hell State insider Steve Robertson, the Boneyard podcast, and uh, Gene's page, 247 Sports. Steve, when's the next uh, dog pile, the book on the national championship, when's the next dog pile book signing? It'll be this Saturday from 10 to 1230 at the Lodge. So everybody headed up to... To start Vegas this weekend, can swing by and uh, see my smiling face. So that'll be ten to ten to twelve thirty. All right. So let's uh, let's talk about what happened Sunday against Arkansas in a game that Mississippi State desperately needed with Jackson Fristo. And then, what did you? Was there any takeaway for you on Tuesday night? with the way Mikey Tepper threw and Casey Hunt, because those are three guys that have to factor in, I think, in some way, shape, or form uh, for them to have any kind of successful season. Your thoughts, Steve? Yeah, well, the first thing I'll say is, you know, Mississippi State played a better baseball team this weekend. You know, I mean, there's a reason Arkansas is number two in the country, and, you know, I ran the numbers yesterday, and I think they're kind of, kind of surprising in many respects. I mean, based on the social media narrative, you know, Tennessee, in the last 10 games, Tennessee's 10-0, and 0, right? They've won 20 in a row. That, that's that's, that's low-hanging fruit, right? Arkansas's 8-2. Mississippi State's 7-3. Third-best record in the SEC over the last 10. And you had to get that one, because not, not just because it's an SEC game, Bo, but, you know, Arkansas has had Mississippi State's number. Yes, they win the series. They do. But you snap an eight-game losing streak, 
to a divisional rival that uh, has really kind of been the measuring stick in the SEC West the last couple of years. And you can say, well, I mean, State won a national championship, and it's true. And, you know, we we have these discussions, you know, where people say, well, you know, an Arkansas fan to say we had the better season. And my counter to that is, is that we play the regular season for one reason and one reason only. It's to see the tournament. And then we have a tournament. And at the end of that tournament, we crown a national champion. And so the team that wins the national championship has the best season, no matter what else, what other, you know, factors you want to put in or metrics you want to use to measure things by, you know, the team that wins it, wins it. But I think it's an important milestone for this team to kind of get over that hump, and hopefully it'll give them some confidence kind of moving forward. And they had every opportunity to quit Sunday. They could have said, you know what, it's just not our weekend. These guys always tend to have our number. But Luke Hancock and Jackson Fristo and Tanner Leggett and others said, you know what, this game counts. So we're going to go try to win the ball game, and they did. And and I do feel like Mikey Tepper's getting better. I mean, you look at the last, you know, week, 10 days, you know, Tepper and Fristo have been very, very good. And I don't know that you could have said that two weeks ago. I don't know that you could have truly counted on those guys. But uh, if memory serves me correct, you know, Fristo's now put together eight consecutive scoreless uh, appearances. I believe that's correct. Uh, my numbers kind of run together after a while. But, yeah, you need Casey Hunt to get better. He's had three appearances in a week, and every one of them has, has been better. Now, they're not high-stress innings. You know, he's not going into a situation where the game's still on the line. But, you know, getting him back could be huge. And then getting Mikey Tepper up to form really adds, you know, a shot of energy to a bullpen that's really struggled this year. How do you think they may use Jackson Fristo if if he has turned the corner and he has looked good as of late? He's a Team USA guy. They feel like he's got all the talent and skills. How do you think they'll use him? Will, will he go into some kind of long relief role, which Cohen and Lamonis have tapped into at times uh, over the last decade or so? Or do you think they would love to push him into that Saturday role, Steve? Well, I think now that you finally have him rolling, maybe you don't want to tinker too much. You know what I'm saying? It's like he goes to Memphis and was outstanding, and then he has his best performance of the season against Arkansas on Sunday. And so it's like, okay, now we're getting him in these short bursts, and he's able to perform. You know, earlier in the year, they had him as a midweek starter, and uh, you know he really struggled to miss bats. I mean, you know, he had a decent outing against Arkansas Pine Bluff and all due respect to the Golden Lions. You could probably have pulled a kid out of the stands and had a decent performance against those guys. But, you know, to do it against Arkansas, you know, against a team had all the momentum, I think says a lot. So I think you leave him where he is. I mean, does that mean that, you know, Casey Hunt becomes a factor? You know, uh, Parker Stanett absolutely melted in that ball game Saturday. I mean, can you trust that guy? And here's the thing, too, that I'll tell you about that, Bo, is when I was seated in the press box, directly in front of me is the young man that is facilitating the TrackMan software. And so you can see what TrackMan says is a ball, what TrackMan says is a strike. And it wasn't like, you know, Parker Stanett was dealing with a tight zone. He just simply wasn't throwing strikes. And so you know, I think Lamontis has some decisions to make. I don't know if I'm quite ready, though, to say, hey, let's put Fristo back in a starting role because then all of a sudden you remove what you have right now on the back end as a guy that's uh, shown some reliability here the last couple of weeks of being a potential closer. So I think maybe you leave him where he is. Okay, so I haven't seen an announcement. 
Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds show. What what do you think they do on Saturday against LSU? Man, that that is a that is a tremendous question. You know, I, you know, do you move Kate Smith up to Saturday, and do you kind of Johnny Holstaff it on Sunday? I, I just don't know what Chris is thinking right now. And uh, you know, we we kind of bridge that that broach that topic on Monday on Tuesday night, and he goes, you know, we just don't know yet. We just don't know what we're going to do or you know how we're going to do it. But uh, you know, Stanette at times has been very good, and there are times that he's been very 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 poor. You know, it's it's that simple. There's a lot of wide range with his ability, but you know, if you're getting back on track, that's important. But at this point, you know, based on what we saw last weekend, I just don't know if you can trust him on the weekend. And uh, you know, you lose that ball game Friday, and you put a guy out there Saturday that's not going to throw strikes. You really put your backs against the wall trying to win a series that you absolutely have to have. And you're confident that Preston Johnson has solidified the Friday night role? Yeah, for now. You know, I mean, you know, we saw last year, you know, Christian was the guy on Friday and Bednar on Saturday, and they flipped them in the postseason, you know. And so I don't know when you make that move, if you make the move. And the thing you begin to ask yourself, too, is, you know, do you really want to mess with Cade Smith? I mean, he's been your most consistent guy. So you put him on Friday, and now all of a sudden, you know, it's a – it's a two-one-three-one type ball game because offensively, State has been so poor against Friday night pitching. It's almost like you're wasting the quality of that start. And so, I think I keep him on Sunday or perhaps move him to Saturday. But I don't think I move Cade Smith to Friday. And I think Preston's a guy too. You know, we're kind of asking him to do a job that he didn't sign on for. You know, he was expected to be the first guy of the bullpen. Now, due to some injuries, he's your Friday night guy, and he has been good at times. And other times, he hadn't been quite so good, but. You know, I won't, I won't be the least bit surprised to find out he's going on Friday. I think, uh, you know, with this LSU team, he's the guy that could have some success provided he doesn't walk people. Okay. Uh, let's go to the plate, and Luke Hancock is heating up, and they need, you know, all the help they can get there. What does that mean for Lamonis and Gotra? Well, the first thing I'll tell you is, you know, Luke Hancock is a professional hitter. I don't think people fully appreciate how good he is at pitch, you know, recognition. He's just a guy that doesn't strike out very often. And and to be quite honest with you, the the punch out that he had uh, on Sunday against Arkansas was, uh, according to TrackMan, was about a ball and a half off the plate and down, you know. And so when he strikes out, it's kind of a rarity. But uh, Arkansas, I thought, had a good plan against him to really jam him inside. I thought Connor Nolan did a really good job mixing the curveball and the slider inside the left-handers and really tied him and Hunter Hines and Kellum Clark up. But, you know, Luke, in many respects, is kind of the heart and soul of this team. You know, he's the guy that's going to hit three holes, so he's going to see breaking balls. And I know people always, hey, let's move Hunter Hines here. I don't know if you want a freshman hitting three holes in the SEC. I think that's asking a little bit too much. And so, you know, Luke is a guy that uh, on base percentage has been really good. Now, all of a sudden, you know, he's made some adjustments mechanically. And that was one thing that I asked him on Tuesday is, you know, beginning of the year, it seemed like he was dipping a little bit, like his backside would sag. And so as a result, the trajectory of that bat is upward. And he was popping up a lot. And he, he goes, yeah, he goes, I noticed that uh, my hands weren't high enough. I wasn't keeping my hands high. So all of a sudden, you know, he's hitting line drives and line drives turned into home runs. And so that's huge for State to kind of get him going four home runs in the last three games. Uh, obviously can't keep that pace up. But the fact that you've got the hammer back in the order and he's more likely to get a hit now than not, 
bodes well for the offense. Uh, how do you handicap the Mississippi State LSU series? I got State taking two out of three. I, I, you know, LSU is so bad defensively. And, uh, and, that, and listen, here's the thing. Jay Johnson is an offensive-minded coach. He always has been. You know, and, and at Arizona, of course, uh, you know, they were known to be a very offensive team to hit the ball around the yard. So he kind of trades defense for offense. I don't think that trade has gone the way he had hoped this year. You know, they've even moved Kay Doty at times to shortstop. It's kind of shore up that infield. And I guess Cranfield took some reps there at short against Cranbourne earlier this week. And so they're struggling uh, to field the baseball. And so when you've got a team like Mississippi State that will put it in play, you know, perhaps LSU can give you a little bit. And, you know, pitching's been a bit of an adventure for them too. The main thing State's got to do is keep those guys in the yard. You know, it's as simple as that. You don't walk people and you keep them in the yard. You're going to win the you're going to win the weekend, uh, and certainly win the ball game. But I think that's where State has to look at this thing. Is this is an LSU team that is still somewhat vulnerable. But if you go out there and you play kind of loose and fast with the strike zone like Florida did, you're going to get beat. You know, and so and the the stress really in my mind is not on the state offense, but on the state pitching staff. They've got to go out there and throw strikes. And when you look at all the free passes from a weekend ago, you know, Scott Foxhall's got to figure out who he can trust to go out there and throw competitive pitches and uh, keep LSU from just, you know, walking the ballpark the whole ball game. And, and that's, when I go back to that, that meltdown on Saturday, it seemed like it didn't matter who you tried it out there. But, you know, once I got a little separation, I thought some of the younger guys stepped up and did a good job. But, you know, you got to do it when the game is on the line. Sure. You know what I'm saying, Bo? Like, you know, when you're down seven, eight, nine runs, there's no pressure on you. You just go out there and throw strikes and, you know, work on your breaking ball and change speeds a little bit or whatever. It's a much different deal when it's a one-run one ball game. And that's where, what State's got to really demonstrate is that they can maintain the game where it is and hold it in place with that bullpen until the offense gets, gets caught up. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Steve Robertson, 247 Sports. Uh, jeanspage.com and the Boneyard podcast on the Corona Premier guest line. Uh, we'll wrap it up with this, Steve. We'll go to Hell State football. I can't remember how many practices they are in, but like, what is the what's the buzz, or if there is any coming out of spring football for Leach and his team? Well, if memory serves me correct, I think today is number seven. I think that's right. Um, you know, you still got plenty of practices left, but. Uh, you know, yeah, they're pitching and catching it pretty well. I mean, you know, that that's the thing I look at too. It's you know, you lose Makai Polk and he's ultra productive. You know, and and do you have some guys that can pick up that slack? I don't know if one guy does it. I think it's more of a by committee approach. But I think the offensive skill is there. You know, and you know, the, the the one time that I've been out there and I'll be out there again today is you know watching that offensive line with so many missing pieces and new pieces out there that they kind of struggle a little bit with motion. You know what I mean? It's like if people just line up and try to get after you and, you know, run base, they do pretty well. But all of a sudden when there's twists and stunts and things like that, 
and you've got some guys who are still figuring out the communication piece. And so, and, and you expect that in spring practice. I mean, you know, Cole Smith's not playing, Dollar Bill's not playing. Those guys are still rehabilitating. And and then you've got, you know, brand new left tackle and a brand new right tackle. So I don't think there's any problems that are atypical for a team that's offensive line is somewhat under development and in transition. But, you know, I think these corners can be really, really, really good. I think the Cambrian Richardson uh, has taken a big jump. And I think that he realizes that uh, this is now it's his time. You know, he's kind of bided his time, waited for his opportunity. And I think that time is now. And, you know, I've spoken with Darcel McBath a little bit, and uh, you know, he believes this might be the deepest that his group has been since he's been here. And I think that bodes really well because a lot of people think, well, with Martin Emerson moving on, they're not going to be as good in pass defense. And I don't know if you've got anybody of that same ability, but I think when you've got better depth, you don't have to play that front line guy as many snaps. Because, you know, Martin Emerson played more defensive snaps than anybody on the roster the last two years. Oh, wow. And so, you know, you know, I think uh, that's one of the things you look at and probably bodes well in his NFL interviews. This is the guy that's uh, you know, got the stamina and the reliability to play a ton of snaps. And, you know, in the NFL, it's kind of what they do. You know, you, you go with your guys and. I think Martin's a guy that'll do really well. I had to tell me yesterday he won't make it out of second round. And I think that's uh, that's probably the, the best you could hope for. I think we all thought probably third or fourth round, but now he's starting to get some second round grades. And that's pretty significant. It would be really big for Mississippi State. We'll leave it there. Steve Robertson, Boneyard Podcast, 247 Sports on the Corona premier guest line as MSU gets ready to host LSU for a three-game series uh thanks steve we appreciate it man see you all right steve robertson on the corona premier guest line it'll be interesting to see what happens on that saturday starter you know bianco and lamonis are both kind of still weighing you know all kinds of options and i guess scenarios even as we march into april as far as what you want to do the difference is Ole miss didn't lose a pitcher this year right it's kind of weird that they have this void of pitching talent or ready-to-play pitching talent. I'm not going to say they don't have pitching talent. That's right. not the right way to phrase it. But ready to uh, contribute Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and and do it well. Yeah, It doesn't seem to be there, which is kind of weird. And DeLucia has come out of, yeah. n- maybe not come out of nowhere, but he's you know pitched very well. Um, interesting. And Ole Miss hosts Bama. You got to win too, but really probably need to make up that sweep from Tennessee by sweeping Alabama. Yeah. That could steal you that that game on Sunday, like what Mississippi State was able to get against Arkansas. If you had gotten that against Tennessee, how much different, you know, again, we talked about that. Just that one game swing can move you from tied for fourth to second, you know, in the SEC right now. You can make that up somewhat, not entirely, but a little bit by sweeping Alabama. Yeah. All right, let's switch gears here to wrap up the show. It's Thursday. The weekend starts on Thursday. You're excited. I'm excited. Uh, shows brought to you by the premium cigars at Havana Smoke Shop. Enjoy the uh, the patio and the deck area or wherever you go uh, this weekend. The Masters, we're watching Tiger Woods, Blake, um, on the driving range, getting ready for a 10.04 Central Time mm-hmm. tee-off. And there's Justin Thomas behind him. I guess they're inseparable. Um, Havana Smoke Shop for all your premium cigars for the Masters. Uh, mud bugs, best crawfish uh, in the state of Mississippi. Uh, Blake, we've got National Beer Day, and we're yep. giving away a Corona Premier golf bag that is so 
so so good looking. Yes. Um accurate. It's it's really, really, really good looking. Tell our listeners how, because they had throughout the day. Uh tell our listeners how they can enter to possibly win this Corona Premier golf bag. Go to Twitter, search at Bo Bounds. That's our page. You need to follow at Bo Bounds, and then you need to retweet and like that pinned tweet. It's pretty easy. It says giveaway. It's got a giant Corona picture on it. Uh, it's pretty easy to follow. You can do that on Twitter, and then you can go to Facebook, search the Out of Bounds Show, and you can follow the page. You're going to need to do that. And then also you can like and share that pinned post on the Facebook page. So okay. out of search the Out of Bounds Show on Facebook. Search at Bo Bounds on Twitter. Follow the pages retweet the uh, giveaway tweets or share the giveaway posts. That's two ways to enter. So you got two chances to win. I like it. Two's better than one. <laughs> it's just simple math for you right there. Two is better than one. There we go. Twitter at Bow Bounds, Facebook search, the Out of Bounds show. Um, Tiger Woods wearing pink today and uh, 14 months removed from a terrible car accident he will be playing um augusta national you know what i noticed watching him what he's stiff he is everything he's doing is slow and stiff and upright was it delusional of tiger to say he could win it when he was asked that uh maybe but you're right he looks somewhat uncomfortable and um I hope that's not the case. I hope he's okay, and I hope that he makes the cut and actually finishes, you know, relative. What What do you think? Top 20 would be no. unbelievable. If he, if he finishes top 20, it'll be a miracle. Okay. All right. No way. Making the cut is a win, not to Tiger, but to the golf world. Right. It, it is for uh, ESPN and CBS, right? Of course, it's already a win. Just this whole week for the Golf well, the Channel. Hour, the hours are, yeah, the eyeballs alone today oh and tomorrow. Oh, my gosh, yeah. man. Yeah. The Golf Channel and and ESPN and CBS this week, just the fact that he's been the talk of the town and the talk of sports and knowing that he is going to play Thursday and Friday. Is he? He looks. Am I reading too much into this? Uh, what, how stiff he looks? Just. I get, though, you know, he's taking it easy, I guess. It's somewhere. also colder, so that can affect you. Yeah. All right. Again, at the end of the day, who ca- as long as you can walk it, it doesn't matter what you look like walking. All that right. really matters is what you do when you stand over the ball. Right. And according to everyone who's played with him this week, he's still hitting the ball incredibly well. Yeah. Now, what will be interesting to see is, does his let's say he makes the cut, does his striking ability get worse as it goes because he's getting more fatigued. So what you're saying is going into uh, Saturday, Let's say does, he makes start, it, yeah. does the wear and tear start to really mm-hmm. get, if he makes it? Yeah. Okay. All right. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm excited for him. He needs to tuck in a shirt. He usually looks, uh, well, I'm just saying, I mean, the guy looks really it is, sharp. It is tucked in. His It's tucked in. It's just a little baggy from swinging. Yeah. But it's tucked in. Well, hopefully he'll redo that before he, uh, it's bothering me a little bit. I think he's just trying to make sure he doesn't die. Uh, he's trying to get through two rounds and, and not fall apart. Okay. Speaking of Augusta National and the Masters and all this sports this weekend, um, 
I want to talk a little bit for one second about um, Long Branch Bourbon and Wild Turkey 101. There's there's this great ad in Whiskey Advocate, Matthew McConaughey sipping on some Wild Turkey 101 bourbon. And um, the tagline is, real bourbon, no apologies. Ryan is a smart guy uh, on our Ag Up Equipment text line. And he said, Wild Turkey 101 can go pound for pound with other bourbons, triple the cost. It's hands down my favorite daily sipper. Ryan, you're a smart man. When we get some Wild Turkey merch and swag, which is on the way, you will be a recipient of something in the box. One, two, enjoy a uh, old-fashioned or, uh, I'm sorry, a Wild Turkey 101 old-fashioned or Manhattan over the weekend. Does it look like I'm going to win with my picks over you? No, no chance. And show me the money? I'm taking it home. I have uh, John Rahm, Cameron Smith, and Brooks Kepka. That's right. No favorite has won it since 05. That's John Rahm. But I took a back-to-back, and no back-to-back has won it since 0102, and that was Tiger. Yeah. So, Tiger, the last favorite to win it, and the last to repeat is back-to-back champion, Augusta. So. Woo! Yeah. The question is, what flavor pie do you want me to put in your face when I win? You know, I was thinking about Cameron Smith, who's got the mullet. He looks like he runs a meth lab in Fort Walton Beach. Kind of where I dropped off my car that time that scared the you-know-what out of me in Fort Walton Beach. Have a great day. All right. Uh, enjoy some salad Mookie's wings, some crawfish from Mud Bugs, or maybe smash some charbroiled oysters from Drago's Seafood Restaurant and Oyster Bar. Don't forget that our master's coverage is brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road and Apple Podcast Spotify. Search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. See you.